Once again, to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt of papanewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, and Contraman Ali of theconjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a very special guest. Uh, that will be Lumu- uh, L- uh, Luminaria Star of the great pine tree state of Maine bringing us today's topic on lucid dreaming. Once again, we come to an end of another. Uh, and then, oh my gosh, goodness, guys, I'm sorry. And they will take your calls after uh, and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divine and prescribed by the greatest ritual hoodoos of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening to tips you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show. Then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment. But first, let's catch up with our co-host, Miss Cat and Contraband Ali. Miss Cat. Hi. Well, that was a squeaked-in opening. We had a we had a last-minute late arrival, but we're we're ready to roll. Okay. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off as I always do, telling you what's new at Lucky Mojo. And boy, there's a bunch new. And I want to tell you all about it. Now, you know about the forum. I'm sure you do. You've probably, you know, heard, read, thought about Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. And, you know, it's the um, big, big, big um, place to be if you want to learn about hoodoo from practitioners who are willing to one-on-one share what they know. Also, you might just find some pastors by who want to share what they know or ask questions that you can answer. There are about 14,000 users at the Lucky Mojo Forum, about 60 posts per day. There are um, sub-forums that are secret and private for students of my Hoodoo Root Work Correspondence course. There are sub-forums that are secret and private for air members and members of Hoodoo Psychics. But the big part of the forum is where you sign up to be on this radio show, right? And um, if you know about the radio show and you got here, you probably either saw it on Facebook or you signed up at the forum, okay? So here's the thing. At the forum, we have had... Excuse me, we have some uh, talk on the line. Can you mute that person? Thank you. Um, (laughs) Thanks very much. Okay, so uh, at the forum, we have kind of kept a sort of a hands-off attitude toward people. Let them post. If they follow the rules, let them post. If they want to make a picture of themselves, an avatar or a picture of their favorite cat or dog, a picture of their favorite flower, they are certainly welcome to do so. But... Um, we never went in a whole lot for um, 
badges. We've just never been a very badge-oriented people. We're a little too much anarcho to go badjo. But we did. We finally got the picture, and we have been creating badges for people. You could call them rankings. And one of the reasons we've been doing this is that when someone answers a question, you know, like someone says, what kind of oil should I put on my love candle? Um, I have these six choices. And someone answers them. And sometimes they get a lot of um, thank you, thank you. And sometimes it's like, well, does anyone else have an opinion? But it turned out that your answer was actually by someone from AIR who really knew their business. But you wouldn't know that because, hey, they all look about the same, except for the forum um, uh, staff who have little different badges. So we decided to give everybody badges. Mm-hmm. Now, with 14,000 members, this is a whole freaking lot of people we have to go through every account and check them out we found out people have two accounts three accounts we've been merging their accounts we still have 14,000 members it didn't make much of a dent and um, we as she said in the chat room we need stinking batches we sure do and we have them so here's the deal we'll get to you eventually but if you would like your badge whatever your badge may be if you'd like your badge Go to your forum account profile. Now, that means you just go to forum.luckymojo.com and uh, and you just search for yourself, right? And you find your profile and you look. Do you have a badge or not? And if you don't have a badge, then we're going to have a thread in the forum called Badge Requests. And you can tell us who you are, what you want. You don't want to use any private name. That's fine. We can look you up. You can say, hi, I'm Miss Tweedly Pie, and I know that you know that I took your course. Um, just look me up. I'm student number one, two, three, four. We look you up. Oh, yes. And we'll put it down as Miss Tweedly Pie. We're not going to mess around with your privacy. It'll be Miss Tweedly Pie, but now you'll have a badge, and it says um, a student practitioner if you're in the course. Or it might say HRCC graduate, and uh, we'll say certified practitioner or whatever you want because we have so many badges. Not only that, um, yes, they're called avatars. In the forum text, they're called avatars. And um, you can um, put your, um, your picture in them. So if you have a picture of yourself that you like and you have a badge that has um, a frame around it and it says, uh, for instance, um, student practitioner, yeah, I want my picture in there. Put your picture in. We're good to go. You might need a little help. We'll help you do it. And this is pretty awesome. Um, it's it's amazing, really, what a difference it makes at the look of the forum. It really shows me how good my students have been over the years uh, attending to the needs of others. And again, I just go and I look at, I found people that I didn't even know were my students. They have some crazy names, you know. They'll be named like, you know, Blissful17. And I'm like, who is Blissful17? So I check their email and I go, holy moly, I've been knowing this person for 15 years and they're Blissful17. And so I give them their avatar badge and there we are. So it is, um, as uh, Shiva says in the chat room, it's proliferating authority. It's stratification. It's apparently stratification. Yes, it is, but it also gives us something to reward those who really have worked hard to get the knowledge that they 
want to share. And it also gives those who come in as newbies something to aspire to. They can go, oh, my gosh, I got answered by somebody or other. So if you already have an avatar, like Contraband Ollie has an avatar with the raven on it and the little old-fashioned uh, Lucky Mojo avatar badge at the lower mm-hmm. left or lower right or wherever <laughs> he has it, you can keep that one, no problem. But if you want a bigger, better, finer, fancier one, uh, you can uh, pick up the frame which just would have, it'll say like, air, member of AIR, has an AIR logo. You could pick up that frame, pop out the AIR logo, put your picture in, and it says member of AIR right on it. Isn't that nice? Yeah. It's That's really very cool. Very nice. So there's ones for members of HP. There's one for um, uh, for forum staff. And um, they're, they're just lovely. And Shiva and I have been working on them for two solid days straight, and it rocks. We just love art. We love art. <laughs> so, so, and I have to give the biggest of big shout-outs to Lara Rivera, a.k.a. Leah Rivera, who was the one who designed these back around 2009. And she said, people love to have badges. And I'm like, not me, lady, but go ahead if it makes you feel better. But I, all of a sudden, it took from... 2009 to 2018 for me to wake up and see what she was talking about. And so we're using her designs. So Lara Rivera, Leah Rivera, wherever you are in the beautiful state of Texas, thank you from the bottom of my heart for your artistry, for your far-seeing, for the great help you gave to us when we started the forum. We wouldn't have had that forum without Leah, and it's just been a, a delight ever since, even though she has moved on. Um, Shardmaster Leah, yeah. She called them buttons, says Shiva. Yeah. Um, And Shiva also Mm. says, we love technology. Yes, we do. Okay. That's what's new at Lucky Mojo. We are completely thrilled with these pixels. I'm telling you guys, if you haven't got a look, check it out. Okay. I know. It's a silly, but it's, it's heartwarming in its own crazy visual way. I'll calm down now. Uh, maybe I'll ask for a second <laughs> cup of coffee. Um, oh but <laughs> I'm pretty hyper about this. I'm telling you, I've been. I mean, it's so cool. Okay. Hi, Ollie. How are you doing? <laughs> How's your avatar rocking, man? <laughs> hey, yeah, really. You brought it. Brought up. But actually, as you were talking, it brought up quite a bit of memories. Uh, remembering the designing that thing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and and putting it up there, so I'm quite fond of it. But I love these new buttons, and the forum is such a uh, amazing place. So I'm definitely going to go check it out and maybe change uh, my avatar around uh, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, uh, and I not am... only that, more colors, more colors. I forgot to even more mention the colors. colors. Yeah, so <laughs> the members of Air are like their names are in purple, and the members. Of oh, that's HP, pretty. Yeah, their members are in blue, and yeah, it's like, and the grads are in cadet blue. Oh yeah, it's, it's cadet blue. I love that. Oh my god, yeah. that's fantastic. Of course, cadet blue. You know, of course, course. I love like it. Cobalt, I love, of course. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, otherwise, a, I've been, I've been doing quite well. Um, I'm, you know. Just about to put in uh, some work uh, on a Sunday. This morning has been spent uh, doing kind of prep work. Well, you know, whenever you undertake any type of like big root work, 
there's like a period of time before you actually do the root work that's just prep work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you, you check things like, uh, do I have those candles? Do I have those oils? And you put them all out and you go, okay, those are my oils. Those are my herbs. You get the herbs off the shelf. And you go, oh, you know, you have just enough calamus. <laughs> and he's got an mm-hmm. array of, and so I'm mm-hmm. in that state where I have uh, my altars are arrayed with the stuff I'm about to do or use in a root work. So I'm in that in that stage right now, and I'm going to begin the root work uh, tonight. But that's what I've been doing for the past two days, Saturday and Sunday, is just kind of making sure I've got all my materials before me, all my uh, herb allies and root wor- and roots and minerals, all my products. I'm like, all right, there's my there's my Lucky Mojo court case oil, and I've got it all set. And now once it looks pretty and I've got the checklist, then I start doing the root work. So I'm in that stage, the prep stage, as I like to call it, or the arraying stage. Wow, that's good. That's good. And I ought to, I ought to admit that in addition to working with Shiva on crazy little art projects, I smell like money again because I just spent an hour making a candle station money oil and about three different other money oils that went into the candle station money oil, and I'm just, I'm like sitting here wafting my money. So I didn't even have to do a spell. I'm, I'm hot. Uh, That's fantastic. Uh, okay. I wouldn't mind smelling like some of those oils. I mean, those <laughs> oils smell fantastic. Like if I smelled like come to me oil all the time or, or follow me girl oil, those are some good scents. Yeah, yeah. Well, today, for some reason, I smell like money and a little bit of blessing. Money, house blessing, prosperity. I just went crazy. So, that yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. All righty. Well, um, today we have a guest, Luminaria Star. And um, Luminaria Star is better known in the um, blog talk radio as um, Alchemical Artisans Hour, although I do not see her there at this time under that name, but then I may be missing something. Um, but, uh, but Luminaria, are you there? Um. Am I here? <laughs> Am I there? Yes, should be. Yeah. Hello? I can hear you. Yes, I can hear you. You sound kind of far away, and there's a lot of background well, noise. Uh-oh. Yes, I am, in, I am en route from Cape Elizabeth to Portland. And Uh-oh. Honey, right. honey, just stop. All I can hear is <laughs> in the background. Oh, I'm um, so sorry. Yeah, this isn't good. Um, when will you be arriving in the world that you're going to arrive in? Um, can you hear me better now? Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Very better. That was, a big, tr- that was a big change. Okay. <laughs> okay. It was a matter of uh, switching from the dashboard microphone to the cell phone microphone that is in my hand right now. So, we are in... I was on route from Cape Elizabeth to Portland, Maine. As I was talking to you right now, we are entering Portland, Maine, and it has been quite a weekend, let me tell you. Day before yesterday, I was in Salem, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. which was really, really awesome, and all kinds of stuff has been happening. I have these two really good friends of mine up from South Carolina <laughs> who I haven't seen since 2011. Oh, and, uh, all right. We all well, let's get, let's get you introduced. 
let's get you introduced to our audience because I know you, and you know, yeah, you got friends yes. from 2011. But what we need to do is tell people who you are. Okay, so how about you tell us a little bit about what you do? You're a reader, correct? Yes, I read tarot cards, Leonard Malk cards, playing cards, side cards, any kind of cards you can come up with, I can probably read them. I also do tea leaves, palmistry, crystal scrying. Uh, The world is my divination tool. I'm also (laughs) an herbologist and a, a crafts artisan. And I make all sorts of things, and I'm also a Reiki master. So I guess and I I'm and just to just to say your your which your crafts thing is known under the name of Spiral Logic, right? Yes, that is the name mm-hmm. of my crafts company. Yeah. Mm. So if you all if you all want some beautiful jewelry made with a lot of thought and care for the meaning of the uh, uh, stones and the meaning of the design. Spiral Logic is is pretty an amazing company, and she sells these things, I believe, on Etsy. Is that correct? Um, no, I, I am no longer on Etsy, but uh, that may soon change back. Okay. Um, well, how I can be reached on Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Okay, Facebook? Spiral Logic on Facebook. Yes. Okay, great. Yes. All right. And... For readings, you can reach me at Luminaria Star on Facebook. Okay, Luminaria Star. Okay. All righty. Well, um, as often, um, our guest has brought to us our topic, and our topic is lucid dreaming. So let's just jump right into the topic, but I'm going to give a little introduction, as I always do. So um, lucid dreaming means clear dreaming, and... um, sometimes known as conscious dreaming, aware dreaming, or even awake dreaming. These are different names that different cultures and different people have given it. It's a phenomenon that probably has some physiological cause that eventually some brain scientist will say, I figured it out. I figured out what causes it and how you can stimulate it and all that. But at this point, and after millions of years of people experiencing it, we don't always know why some people have the tendency Mm-hmm. Some do not. Some have never experienced lucid dreams. Some experience them all the time. For some people, they come on at a certain age in life and fade away. For some, they start out slow, and all of a sudden, they've got them. Sometimes people think it has to do with how much sleep you've had, what time of the day or night you're dreaming, what you've had to eat or not eat. Some people see that they have lucid dreams better when fasting. It's a topic mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. both used for play in other words, lucid dreams are just fun in and of themselves. These are dreams in which you're aware of the fact that you're dreaming. But they also have metaphysical and spiritual meaning. Often insights are given. And I'm going to um, give two examples of lucid dreams from my life to introduce this topic. Okay, Number one, I was very interested in lucid dreaming, and I'd had lucid dreams, and I read a book on lucid dreaming, and it told me how to get more lucid dreams, more of them. So I followed the instructions, which were basically, when falling asleep, tell yourself, I will be having a lucid dream tonight. And that's all. The guy just said, you just tell yourself that, repeat that till you fall asleep. That night, 
I had a dream that I was in a small house in Berkeley, California, a little Queen Anne cottage with very nice, um, uh, you know, molding on the door jams and and those beautiful uh, four-pane California old Victorian doors. And I was walking from one room to the other, and I noticed there was a post-it note, a three-inch by three-inch post-it note on the door jamb. And I went over to look at it because I'm very nearsighted. And the post-it note said, don't wake up. (laughs) (laughs) And I went, oh, I'm dreaming. And this note is reminding me not to be startled that I am dreaming. So I took the post-it note and put it in my hand, and I just carried it. It was like an Alice in Wonderland moment. You know, it was like, okay, I'm dreaming. Yes, thank you very much. And I proceeded to have my dream and be completely aware of the fact that I was dreaming. By the way, the note, don't wake up, was in my handwriting with a black Sharpie on the post-it note. That was my lucid dream number one type. Now, it wasn't the first lucid dream I'd ever had, but that's one type. Another type of lucid dream I had was what I call the unconscious lucid dream. This was not, I did not prepare myself to have a lucid dream. Mm. And I believe I've told this dream before, but it's it's a, a good example of the type. Um, for many, many years, starting as a child, I'd have these terrifying nightmares of black dogs following me around. I'd wake up terrified, scream, you know, oh my God, wake up, this black dog is behind me. And over the years, the black dogs began to look more and more like the illustrations in a particular edition of Hans Christian Andersen's fairy tales, the dog with the eyes as big as saucers. And it was just frightening as hell. It got to the point that by the time I was in my 20s, I'd sometimes be afraid to fall asleep because I knew that one of these black dog dreams was going to happen. I could feel it. It's like, oh my God, the black dog's going to be after me. So Finally, I really had to think about it. And again, I was studying lucid dreaming at that time. And I thought, okay, I've got to get to the bottom of this. I've got to stay awake during one of these dreams and find out why I'm so scared, why these dogs are following me. So in the dream, I was in a taxi cab. And it was a 1947 Chrysler New Yorker um, car. And I looked at, which had this kind of a slanted back window, and I looked out the back, and there were the dogs. It was a big father dog, and then there was his teenage son dog. And the father dog had eyes as big as plates, and the son dog had eyes as big as saucers, and they were barking and and they were coming after the taxi, and I looked. And I couldn't make the taxi go any farther because I'm in the back seat. Taxi driver's not paying attention. These dogs are gaining on and gaining on me. Finally, the dogs just manifest themselves through the back trunk into the thing, and they're, like, breathing on me. And I said to the dogs, why are you here? Why do you follow me? And the papa dog said, well, sometimes when you're asleep, you roll over onto your back and you begin to snore. And I went, oh, that was it? You're just telling me that I'm snoring? And he goes, yeah, you're snoring. You can prove it by waking up. And I went, oh, okay, I'll wake up now. Thank you. And I woke up and, in fact, I had been snoring. So that to me was a lucid dream because the dog told me Basically, he could prove that it was in, I was having a dream because he could tell me to wake up. Oh, interesting. So those are some of the kinds of lucid dreams that 
um, I've had. Now, I'm going to turn this over to Luminaria Star. Tell us about lucid dreams from your perspective, how we get them and and what we do with them. Well, one of the first times that I ever heard or read about lucid dreaming was through reading some of the work of Carlos Castaneda. And mm-hmm. he talked about how you could actually turn a regular dream into a lucid dream by remembering to look at your hands. If you could actually remember to look at your hands, you could achieve conscious awareness while you were dreaming. And so remembering that, the first time that I induced a lucid dream, I remembered that, and I looked at my hands, and now, in the same story, it gave the warning that your mind would rebel and try and keep you from actually gaining control of yourself during the dream. And sure enough, my mind rebelled, and in the dream, I walked through a wall into a shop and through some um, racks of clothing. <laughs> but, wow. Yes, but I did actually achieve awareness and you know the the technique worked it wasn't what i would call a particularly successful or a significant dream but nonetheless i did achieve awareness and i was laughing at myself because i remembered the whole thing about your mind rebelling and mm-hmm. and all of that so now there was another tip which was to make yourself a headband to wear to bed that would actually be kind of a cue because you could feel it on your head mm-hmm. and when you felt it you would remember to look at your hands and induce the lucid dream or to mm-hmm. gain awareness during the dream now a thing that uh, I found out later also is that all of mm-hmm. this is fine and well but if you don't remember your dream what good is it so mm-hmm. I started to research things that would help you remember your dreams. And mm-hmm. one of those things is the herb rosemary. Mm-hmm. So if you have like um, a dream pillow, you can make yourself a dream pillow um, or even just tie it up in a handkerchief or something. Uh, put some rosemary in and also the herb mugwort, mm-hmm. which really is helpful to induce very colorful, significant dreaming. Um, Rosemary helps you to remember it because it helps your brain to utilize oxygen. And mugwort actually induces these amazing dreams with a spiritual aspect to them. Um, And that's, I strongly suggest the use of the combination of those herbs. Uh, Another herb that helps with this is blue vervain. Mm-hmm. Um, that also lends a spiritual and visionary aspect to your dreams. Another thing you can do that helps you to get very colorful uh, and eventful dreams is to take B6, vitamin B6. Um, any high-potency B-complex vitamin will help, but... If it really is the B6 in the combination 
that induces the very vivid dreaming and helps you to remember the dream. Hmm. Sometimes it will be so vivid, as a matter of fact, that it will wake you up. So it's a really good thing. If If you have achieved a lucid dream, you can remind yourself not to wake up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you did with the mm-hmm. post-it note. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not a very exact science yet, but we're getting there. Those of us who are interested in this sort of thing are learning more and more about how to do this every day. Um, I personally make dream pillows for this purpose mm-hmm. using mm-hmm. mugwort. Rosemary and blue vervain, and sometimes also chamomile. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be kind of careful with the chamomile, though, because it can deepen your sleep and make it harder for you to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bit of a sedative in a way. Yeah. Um, uh, another people. one that people use um, uh, is hops, um, and hops has a specific meaning which is to prevent nightmare but to induce dreams um and so because people are afraid of lucid dreams that are nightmares that they won't be able to wake up um so hops to eliminate uh nightmares is something that i use in dream pillows too let's see what not, uh what uh Kondraman ali has to say about this i uh this this is such a fantastic topic i love dream work i do dream work both via the the kind of jinn tradition uh, and ruhiniya that I practice, um, as well as in hoodoo. And in both traditions, there's a lot of kind of similarities and ways that they intersect, which kind of remind us that uh, there may have been um, some historical connections between the two uh, in Africa, particularly North African dream magic, West African uh, dream magic, uh, Jewish dream magic, all kind of filter their way into uh, hoodoo in particular, as well as European traditions of, of dream work, uh, dreaming uh, in true and whatnot. Uh, so I, I do do a lot of dream work. So lucid dreams in particular are one aspect of dream work that I do. And the two big kind of experiences that I had with lucid dreaming before I started to develop a conscious attempt to lucid dream. The very first one um, was uh, part of a, uh, something that happened to me when I was really young. And I was, this was part of my uh, early training. When I was very, very young, my family uh, hired a series of tutors to train me in the spiritual traditions of, of gin magic and geomancy and whatnot. I've been doing uh, geomancy since I was very, very young. Um, and part of it involved memorizing a compendium known as uh, Ibn Althir's, Ibn Kathir's, uh, uh, or Ibn Serene's, I'm sorry, Ibn Serene's Dream Dictionary. And Ibn Sirin is a kind of famous author in the uh, Muslim world, the Arab world, who wrote a dream diary, a dream uh, encyclopedia, in which he tells you, if you dream this, it means this. If you dream that, it meant this. And part of the, this training was very old school. It was just rote memorization. You just sit there and memorize for a day in and day out. And this was the precursor for any type of dream work that you did. And so we, I remember very distinctly that after spending several weeks uh, reading this book, which is terribly boring and dry, it's not as exciting as you would think, um, that I went to sleep and I, in my dream, I kept reading the book. Oh, 
And, and I found it weird. And there was this kind of weird moment of when I was turning the page, I could actually see the letters. And then I went, wait a minute. I'm not awake, am I? How can I see the book? <laughs> now, it's interesting, though. And this is the one that this is what really tripped me out, is that I was on a page that I had not gotten to yet. So I'm like, okay, let me see if I can actually read it. Because in dreams, you can't sometimes read. You have the book or paper, and you know there's writing, but you may not be able to see it clearly. Yes. But I was able to see it clearly, and that's what really gave it away. I was like, okay, I think I'm, I'm asleep here. I read the page, and when I woke up the next uh, morning, I went to the dictionary, which I had. I opened up to the page, and it was accurate. So it was a page wow. that I had not gotten to, but I was able to see in the dream. And this really connected to me going, okay, the book exists in the dream world. I can read it while lucid dreaming. And so I, I went to my tutor and, and explained what had happened. And he said, good, that's a sign that uh, you're gifted in, and along with uh, a variety of other kind of signs that exist, right? Being the seventh son, being born with a call, etc." being able to lucid dream are often signs of, of being gifted. And so afterwards we worked on creating um, a dream cap similar to the headband that, that you mentioned, um, Luminario. In the gin um, uh, tradition, you have a cap, a kufi, a little skull cap that is made and is woven specifically and washed with certain herbs, uh, prayed and breathed over. And then you can wear that to actively control uh, lucid dreams and you uh, both has a psychological effect of you feel the kufi on your head and you're like okay um, you know psychological trigger but also it is imbued spiritually to assist you uh, with your dream work so it's a, a, a kind of dream cap it's fascinating it's great I still have it to this day and I use it the second lucid dreaming experience that I had that was very significant that stands out um, was I was sleeping, this was in my early 20s, and I had really developed a, a practice at this point in time. I was taking on clients. I had uh, made a little bit of a name for myself in the Middle East and in the United States. And I was in the middle of a dream, and one of the things that I had done quite early on is developed a series of pacts with uh, gin to protect my dreams so that I could never be attacked um, because I had attacked people by a dream. So I knew mm-hmm. that you could be vulnerable in dreams and you can use dreams to attack. So I had created a series of protections and I was in the middle of a really lovely, lovely dream when I could feel myself being shaken but not woken up. And in the dream, I saw a hand reach out and grab my shoulder and say, awake, you're under attack. And I turned to face the hand and it was the jinn that I had created a pact with. And that's what's woke me up but didn't wake me out of the dream. I suddenly entered into lucid dream. I had control over the dream, and I turned and I said, what's going on? I was like, you have an enemy who is attacking you. Uh, what do you want me to do? And I gave instructions on, on what to do. Suffice to say, as a result of that lucid dream, the enemy was put out of commission for a month. Uh, they ended up in the hospital and, and whatnot. But those were two really big lucid dream experiences for me. And I think this leads me to a kind of question I want to ask both of you. Do you ever do um, a dream uh, cast? Are you a seventh son? No, I, I'm not a seventh son. I was just mentioning, uh, or uh, Reverend Dr. Sweet, was that, am I a seventh son? No, 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 I'm not a seventh son. I was just mentioning the uh, signs of the gifted. But either of you do dr- lucid dreaming for magical work, like actively do dream walking, which is very popular, or a very old way of working in hoodoo. 
Uh, you try to activate lucid dreaming and then walk into other dreams. Have you ever done dream magic tied to or dr- lucid dreaming tied to magic? I I certainly yes. have, yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to just give one quick example. Um, it involved a a strange kite making and flying contest that took mm-hmm. place um, again in Berkeley, in which all of the contestants had to make magical kites, and um, it was a we had to write our wishes and our desires on our kites. This was completely lucid dream. In fact, during most of it, I thought. Why are we bothering to fly kites when we can fly in dreams? And finally I found out why, which was that we were to carry our kites up the top of a hill and then launching our kites, we were to fly with them. And um, this was was a teaching moment in the lucid dream to do this. And then our wishes would come true and, uh, uh, you know, based on our flying with our kites. So, yes, it was a way to make our wishes come true. And there were people I never met in this dream. There There were numbers of people studying this technique in the dream world with me. And um, and uh, in the end, I learned how to um, how to do that. So yeah, it was a magical dream about performing magic. <laughs> how about wow. you, Luminaria? I used to belong to a dream group where we actually researched dreaming techniques, and one of the big things that we were into was inducing lucid dreaming, and we also learned to communicate with each other and to answer or find solutions to problems that we were having uh, or find solutions to problems that other members were having. And it was highly successful. Uh, And as a matter of fact, the group was in existence for over nine years. Uh, We had very loyal members who I, we, most of the original members were still members when I wound up moving away from South Carolina where the dream was. So, wow. yeah. And I found that the answers, the solutions that we got were very reliable advice most of the time. Sometimes it wasn't obvious to us what the application really was, but usually it turned out that later on we would figure, oh, that's what that meant. That's why they, that's why we were told that. You know, but wow. sometimes it was just that we were a little bit too obtuse or literal-minded, mm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, this topic is one, of course, that many people may wish to explore. And um, lucid dreaming is a... Um, an amazing part of personal magic. Now we're going to go take yes. some readings, and so um, we're going to take, turn this over to Papa Newt, who's going to bring in our first client, and we will do some readings. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, and this week's special guest, Luminaria Star, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818 394 
435. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the form, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, We'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Papa Newt, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and uh, take our first caller. And our first caller is calling in from area code 801 in Utah. This is Brian. Brian, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? We can hear you fine. Welcome to the show. I see this is your first time calling in, but you've been listening to us through a podcast. That's wonderful. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Now, I'm taking a look at your information here. Uh, with this situation, you have not had any private readings with Ms. Kat, uh, Congressman Ali, or any other readers or root workers. Is that correct? That's oh, correct. I'm sorry. I misread. You have had a readings with Plero, Santeros, and Babalaos before. Okay, but not on this situation. Sorry, I just saw that. All right. And Brian writes, partner of almost 12 years left a year ago. We're trying to reconcile. We've had some movement, but he's dragging his feet. I just did a honey jar spell. Seems like something's holding him or blocking him. Turning back to you, Miss Cat. All right. Well, Brian, um, nice to meet you. Um, I'm going to ask a couple of questions before we start. Um, what is your sign of the zodiac? I am a Virgo. Mm-hmm. And and what is your ex-partner's uh, sign of the zodiac? He is a Gemini. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just I'm sorry. Oy. Just spontaneously, the gasp comes out. <laughs> okay. Um, this is <laughs> this is going to be a problem based on sun sign astrology. I don't. Do you know about sun sign astrology at all? No, not much. Okay. Well. Gemini is an air sign, and it's a mutable or changeable sign, and Virgo is an earth sign, and it is mutable. But earth can never be as mutable as air because the air blows all over the world, but earth, in order to be changeable, basically has to be plowed and replanted. So Virgos are pretty stable for a mutable sign. Geminis are footloose and fancy-free. When a Gemini breaks up with you, it often is the case that it is difficult to get them to come back, not because they're stubborn people, but because the little butterflies of their mind have already drifted onto other flowers or whatever. Now, you said he is trying to reconcile, and that's good. So I'm going to ask question number three. Um, do you still see him? Or are you living in the same neighborhood, city, state? Yes, we do see each other regularly. Okay. And, and I guess go I'm gonna, you go on dates, but he won't move back mm-hmm. in. But he used to live with you? No. He never lived with you? Oh, no, he did. We lived together for almost 12 years. Ah, okay. Lived together for, got it. I understand. Lived together for almost 12 years. Something happened. Now he's not coming back, but he's still dating. I understand. All right. Well, we're going to certainly give you some root work advice to deal with that, but I'm going to just put down three cards. One, two, three. Okay. Um, So uh, card number one is the fool. And card number one is a tells me that he did this foolishly. The breakup was foolish. Either you were foolish or he was foolish, but it was a foolish thing to do. Um, 
but now he's kind of loose to wander the mountains like the fool. He uh, may even be, in some sense, um, was looking for new love, or you have been looking for new love. There's a white rose that the fool holds. Whoever did this made a mistake. The other person tried to warn them, don't, don't, but it just happened anyway, and it wasn't a good thing. Um, whenever we get the card of the fool, <clears throat> which <clears throat> does relate to the um, uh, element of air and um it, it is a sign that, that things are kind of up in the air. It's just not solid. Second card is called um, the Four of Cups. This is the fourth refusal card. So we have a little cloud comes out of the sky holding a little golden cup and presents it to a person who's kind of grumpy looking with bed hair, kind of raggedy clothes, sitting underneath a tree uh, with their legs crossed and their arms crossed and a grumpy look on their face, kind of shaking their head, uh-uh, no. So in front of them, there are three golden cups. And we know that the little hand has put down a golden cup. And the guy goes, nope, don't want that. And um, the little angel went back to heaven, got another cup. The guy goes, nope, don't want it. And the angel goes back to heaven, brings back, would you like this little cup? Nope, don't want it. And now the angel is on the fourth cup. And we call it the fourth refusal. So this is an extraordinary card to get when you have a breakup. Usually, I tell my clients, Work for, you know, three times tells the truth. What I tell you three times is true. But this card unusually gives you the fourth refusal. And it tells me that you can work um, for a reunion for four tries. But um, he still may refuse. But it tells me that he's being stubborn, like you said. And he's not doing as well as he would wish he was. He's kind of um, out of sorts a little bit. The, the happiness and fun that you once have had just isn't there, <clears throat> and it's not a good card for him. But the third card is um, a card that is not the best uh, result card. It's a card I'd like to see would say, oh, my gosh, you're all going to live happily ever after. He's coming back real, real soon now, but I don't see it because um, the third card is a card called the moon, and the moon is a card of hopes and dreams that may not be fulfilled. He blows hot and cold. It's a dog and a wolf howling at a moon. <clears throat> there, there's a path that goes up from the water to the, to the mountains, but they're not on the path. He's a, a little bit this way and that way. Gemini is the twins. He's got two personalities, kind of like a dog and a wolf. Not going to say he's bipolar, not going to say he's... Um, uncontrollably uh, unable to be brought into a relationship, <clears throat> but the moon says he's a bit um, he's a bit wavering, and um, it's going to take quite a lot of work to bring him in. Um, um, not the greatest card, uh, unfortunately. Doesn't say no, but it says there's some mental stress. Does he have some mental stress in his life? Yes, he's having a hard time earning money. Uh, he also has depression and kind of avoids his feelings. And... Yeah, that, that is, this is card. The, the moon card often goes to mental health issues. It's not like, you know, the guy is crazy, but it shows that there's some mental health um, issues there. Mm-hmm. Okay, Um so that's my um, uh, take on this. Um, I would like to say that um, that these cards, although not hopeful, don't mean that you shouldn't try to work. You can work to the fourth refusal. Now, um, how long have you been trying um, to reconcile? 
Um, it's been just the past year. I mean, uh, we didn't speak to each other for about a month, and then since then we had been dating. Uh, things started to, uh, over the the uh, winter and the fall, seemed like it was going the right direction. Um, but mm-hmm. during the summer, things started to, uh, he was, really seemed like he was dragging his feet. Like yeah, maybe well, that's scared. what I... Yeah, that's what I see here. I'm going to recommend that you put a time limit on your work. Because of the card of the fourth refusal, um, that says to me, we don't want to go to the fifth refusal and the sixth refusal. Uh, you're going to have to set a time limit. When, um, we'll we'll get to that in a, in a bit. So let's have um, Luminaria come in and do um, a reading. All right. Um I have, I'm using the Byzantine Terror, and I've pulled three cards here, and I have also got the Fool. In this hmm. deck, it's called the Holy Fool, and he's got a kind of an, an idealism going on that is not necessarily very realistic. It's inspired by certain philosophical notions that he has notions is possibly too frivolous sounding a word he has an ideal in his mind and a principle that he's trying to stick with okay and mm-hmm. and he's following it he's following it perhaps even unwisely and it's a certain kind of innocence in a way I don't think that he actually means harm by doing it but he wants to follow through with this idealism. The next is the Six of Cups, which to me has always been the nostalgia card. The longing for the good old days. The longing for how things used to be. Um, a lot of times, this is also not very realistic. It, in, it It's kind of like there's a movie called Forget Paris, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it talks about how when people are courting, they're very romantic. There's this honeymoon period. Everybody's on best behavior, and then they're disappointed because this behavior does not continue as the relationship proceeds and as daily life catches up with you and all the problems of life, and people start to show their real selves and also show how they are when they're confronted with problems and practicalities that are not necessarily comfortable. And so they stop being on best behavior. And he's probably looking back at that honeymoon period and going, you've changed, you know, having this nostalgia for that time before when you were all romantic and idealistic. So, and that's, you know, it's not terribly realistic, but people often fall into that trap in relationships. Then we have the Nine of Cups, which is a certain kind of self-satisfaction. I don't think he realizes that he has also changed, or maybe he doesn't realize the extent to which he has changed. It's also him, not just you. 
um, also the Nine of Cups is a, a kind of a, a completion. Um, it, it may be time for you to look at the good parts of what you have together and retain the friendship, retain the family feeling that you can't help but have after such a long period of being together and and kind of have a bit more detachment about the romantic aspect and say, hey, look, you know, I am not going to follow you around and beg you. You know, make up your mind and whatever you do, that's fine. And look to dealing with the realities of your life and if he won't come back, you know, move on, but don't discard the good feelings or the friendship, but maybe don't hold on to the romance. Hmm. Okay. Again, so again, there's the message of set a time limit, uh, but, mm-hmm. a, but a nice hopeful idea here that uh, there may be friendship um, possible. Um so we're going to turn this over to Kanjaman Ali, and he's going to give you some um, root work. I'm going to ask you one more question before I, I put this in Ali's uh, side of the court. Um, you are a Virgo. Your your uh, birthday is what date? Uh, September 2nd, 1971. My gosh, today's your birthday. Yes, Happy, birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. You. I knew I had to ask that. Happy birthday to you. Is he Thank spending you. your birthday with you? No, he's not. I'm with my family about an hour away. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, the reason I ask is because one way to set a time limit is to pick significant dates and see if goals are met by those dates. So you're with yeah. your family for your birthday. That makes sense. And the next holiday coming up, I don't know, maybe Thanksgiving, Halloween, yeah. Thanksgiving, whatever you like to celebrate. Um, certainly, uh, then there would be the winter holidays. No matter what religion you have, there will be some sort of a winter holiday. And then there's yeah. the secular New Year. You might want to consider that secular New Year because that's the one um, holiday that you don't have to go to your family. It's just a adult holiday for adults to be together. Yeah. And see if he will spend that secular New Year's Eve with you. And a happy birthday to you. Now I'm going to turn this over to Ali. Yeah, thanks. I think you've got some fantastic readings, and Kat's uh, suggestion of a timeline is very important here. Do not start 2019 pining for this man. If 2019 comes and he is not by, by your side and not with you, you have gotten your sign. It is time to move on. Spending a year reconciling is long enough. All right? That's the key here. And that's hard to hear for, for Virgo, who tends to be quite, uh, you know, committed to relationships. They're a nice, solid earth sign. Now, here's the thing. Both of you have Mercury <laughs> very dominantly in your lives. Mercury can link the two of you, but it's super unreliable. Uh, it's about motion and fun, and it's less stable when it comes to things like commitment. This is exactly why he's willing to date you, but he's not willing to come back. That's pure Gemini, and that's pure Mercury. So we're going to work a little bit with this, with the root work. The key to a Gemini's heart is excitement. As Luminarium mentioned, he's thinking about the good times, and so that's what we need to focus on. He needs to feel that coming back to you is not just coming back to the past. 
and all the issues that he had. He needs to, you need to rekindle the sense and feeling that you guys had when you first started dating. So honey jar is good, but we need <clears throat> a little bit more. So here's what I recommend. Take some honey, pour this into a pan, add one stick of cinnamon. I'm going to speak a little fast because my time's short, so you can listen to the archives if you miss anything. Add one okay. stick of cinnamon that you've written your names on, three-star anise, and a small piece of ginger. Warm up this honey. Now, I mean warm slowly. Be careful. The last thing you want to do is burn the honey. So you're just warming it up, putting it on very low heat, just so the honey becomes less viscous and a little bit more liquidy. Take a photo of you and him, something from a happy memory. Add some of this honey that has now absorbed the essence of these uh, ingredients to the face of this photo and fold it so that you are face-to-face with the honey sticking you two together. If you don't have a photo like that, then take a separate photo of him and then get a photo of yourself, something nice and sexy that makes you feel good. Stick them together so that all he can see is you through the honey. Take this folded photo and place it into a jar. Add calamus, deer's tongue, rose petal, bohog, and cuba berries. Calamus is really good for situations like this. It gives him a little bit of a push. It also has a very hot effect. Close this jar. On top of it, get yourself a red skull candle. Put this skull candle on top of the jar. Baptize it in his name. Write with a, with a little pin, love me, be with me on his head. Anoint it very gently and lovingly with come to me oil, love me oil, and follow me oil. Set this jar and candle facing your bed and nightly for three days seduce this candle I want you to pleasure yourself thinking about him with this candle looking at you take the sexual fluids every night and anoint the skull candle with your sexual fluids and rub more oil onto it do this for three days on the final day on the final third day light your candle and burn it down speak directly to him Do this late at night while he is sleeping. Keep the jar and shake it up daily. The candle wax you can bury in your front yard. Then take the exact same oils you used on the skull candle and anoint the four corners of your bed with it. This is a good way of influencing his mind, getting him to think about you, making him excited about you, making him remember the good times and drawing him back into your home. Once you get him back, you're going to have to do some stay with me work on this guy because I sense that this, this person may be a little bit in flux. Um, this is my recommendation. Uh, I think it's solid work that, in this, that will help with this particular situation. Um, but set yourself a deadline. If he's not with you by the new year, move on. Wow. Okay. That's, a, um, that's a fantastic, um, fantastic bunch of work. Now, I'm going to um, add just one more thing. Um, if you have um, any way to um, feed him food made with the honey um, in the jar, yeah. take a little spoonful of it and put it in there as well uh, if you cook or bake. If you don't, you don't. But some people like to cook or bake with that sweet stuff after that's been prayed over and worked over. Okay? Okay. All righty. Good luck to you. It's always hard to fish a Gemini back out of the pool once they've swum away. All righty. Um, we're going to turn this over to uh, Papa Newt, and we're going to get our second client, and we're going to do our second reading of the show. 
Support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, AIR, a a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take take our next client and our next client is a return caller calling in from area code 631 in new york this is t t are you there i'm here hi welcome back to the show and i see this was march was that of this year this year yes how wonderful and it looks like conditions have changed that's wonderful to see um have not had any readings with miss cat or conjugal lee or have gone to any other root workers on this situation is that correct all right. And T writes, I had a reading in March regarding oh a big uh, slowdown in business, suggested root work, uh, orange candles, lodestones, and honey jar was helped extremely to get clients to contact my agency to request consultations. But I am noticing that many are not responding to my return phone calls and emails. My calendar is filling with repeat clients, which is great, but I'm wondering what I can uh, tweak to land these new clients' contacts. Uh, turn back to you, Ms. Kat. All right, T. Well, I'm glad that this has worked for you some. That's really good. I want to give you yeah. a couple of suggestions before I turn this over to Ollie for a reading. Um, you you worked with orange candles, lodestone, and a money jar. That's great because that is exactly – I can I, – pretty much remember this uh, kind of work and and how we would have told you uh, to do it. Um, I'm going to uh, suggest that um, we're going to, we can do a reading, but we can probably just all throw some root work in. Um, I'm going to just pull one card for reading because I really feel like this is more of a root work question. What you can tweak is what you ask, what you can tweak in in the spell work. So okay. I the the um the card I got and and this is just one card is um the Queen of Pentacles and that is a card of great money of in, but belongs to a woman. So I'm going to turn this over to Ali. It says to me that you can make great make great money, but maybe we can just start off with some root work and we can all pitch in on that. I don't know. Take it away, Ali. You figure out what you want to do. Yeah, I'm I'm with you here, Kat. I think uh, uh, root workers root work is what we need here, and mm-hmm. and all three of us can jump in with this because I pulled one card also and asked, you know, what's the way forward? And it's interesting. You got the Queen of Pentacles. I got the Queen of Cups, and this tells me uh, listen to the reader, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and more importantly, that the client you have uh, the power to do what it you know what needs to be done in order to change things, and you already have pinpointed that something needs to happen, and that is that we need to tweak. So I think your question here, rather than a, uh, asking about a reading, is more about what you can do. So let's start with some root work, and I'm going to give you some recommendations. One of the good ways, uh, whenever you do any type of money drawing work, or any type of client work, um, or, or you know any type of this type of work that's deal, t- you know, oriented towards business, and you want paying clients, I always tell my clients that as I'm doing the work, whether it's uh, candle work, jar work. Um, or I'm doing lodestone work, that I will take boldo leaf and burn that as an incense. And what boldo leaf does is it repels the bad. Now, I mix, personally, I mix boldo leaf 
with uh, alfalfa and alkanet, which are really good for keeping away poverty, protecting from jinxes, but more importantly, they keep away uh, bad customers, unruly people, and people who are unwilling to pay. That's the key here. So you mix these three together. Get yourself a little charcoal, put it in a sensor, thurible, incense holder, whatever you want to call it. You put it in one of those. You light your charcoal and sprinkle this herb mixture that you place on it. You let it burn as you do your candle work. The incense acts as a great repellent for the bad, while the lodestone, candle, and honey jar acts as an attraction for the good. So you work both of those angles to remove anyone that's unwilling to, to pay. This will free up spaces so that you start getting those new clients who are going to come in and pay because you've already done the root work. You've already done uh, all of that that will uh, address the kind of attraction portion of it. The other thing I would recommend is uh, do any type of road opening work. Whenever there's a slight delay or you're not quite getting the clients that you're getting or the, the, the people that you want, road opening work was, is a great fixer for that. What that generally means is something is blocked along the way, right? So you're attracting money, but it's not the type of money you want. You're attracting clients, but not the type of clients you want. We, some, we sometimes find this in job work. Like you'll do this great money, you know, job drawing work, and it, you're getting offers, and you're getting, but they're not the ones you want. It's not your dream job. You're just getting jobs. That just means you, there's something blocked along the way spiritually. So what you would do is you do your work as usual, but around the work, you will place four candles. You place one candle holder in the front, one candle holder in the back, one candle holder to the right, one candle holder to the left. And you will take orange candles that you anoint with root, with uh, road opening oil and light these around the work that you do and then do your lodestone work in the middle of them. And you keep burning those road opening oils, uh, road opening candles down until you start to get the results that you get or that you desire. This is my recommendation, Boldo, Alcanet, Alfalfa as incense, road opening uh, candles to kind of clear away any obstacles to help things. I'm going to turn this over uh, to Luminaria, who is going to give you some further recommendations, and then Miss Cat will, will come in and add hers. Thank you. All right. What I would suggest is also a form of road opening, but from a different angle um, that would not in any way conflict with what you've already been told, but would complement it. Um, I would suggest posting pictures of yourself on your social media accounts wearing orange and yellow. And to also include uh, decorative elements in the background or foreground of the figure Ganesh, Ganesha, or elephant figurines, and two keys, preferably the ornamental type skeleton keys, mm -hmm. if you can find it. They don't have yeah. to be functional keys. They can be ornamental. Okay. Um, I would also suggest taking two ornamental keys or key-shaped charms and wearing them as a pendant on a chain. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. I have those, I would, and I wear them you often. Do? Yes, yes, I do. I would also suggest. I would also suggest using a perfume 
or scented oil that has the, the fragrance of oranges or tangerines. Okay. Um, the other thing that I would suggest is um, if you have a place of business that you where you normally conduct your business, I would sprinkle some Van Van either in liquid or powder form mm-hmm. or around the entrance. Um, and I would incorporate some kind of orange and yellow combination wherever the uh, if you have like a window or a glass door in the entryway I would make I would have those colors visible to people that enter okay um, I would also burn incense in the area then then lemongrass orange tangerine um, if you can't burn incense I would use a spray, a liquid spray. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't even have to get anything really expensive. They have in the baking aisle of your local supermarket. They've where the flavor essences are. You know, vanilla, lemon extract, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You can use a touch of lemon extract and a touch mm-hmm. of orange extract, and even a little bit of vanilla. All of these together will make a very attractive smell, and you can put it in a little spray bottle, dilute it with water, and just spritz it around. When you're ready to open for business in the morning, spritz some of that stuff around. The other thing is um, you can put runes for opening or symbols for for opening um, Mm -hmm. going in the direction with the liquid in your spray bottle. Um, Yes, it will evaporate and yes people won't see it but subconsciously they will pick it up and will be drawn towards you so that's my advice I hope it works for you Um, um, another thing that I would do is I would take I would take a dollar bill and Mm -hmm. anoint it with Van Van or the citrusy type stuff and I would actually pin it up in an area where people can see it as they come in um, not within reach so that people can take it but kind of to give them the suggestion hey spend your money here mm-hmm. um, you often see this kind of thing in a Chinese restaurant right. <laughs> yeah sometimes fold, sometimes they will fold them up into origami shapes yes all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here now with a couple of ideas. I I'm okay. gonna go down to Taurus type basics. Um, what sign of the zodiac are you? I am a Capricorn. Good Capricorn. That's a good one. All right. Capricorns their their lives get better as they get older. They're very practical people. Practical Earth sign. So, um, I'm gonna uh, ask. Do you have a business card for your business? Yeah. Okay, I want you to get um, attraction powder, um, mm-hmm. look me over powder, and money drawing powder. These are three sachet powders. Okay, right. attraction, look me over, money drawing, and I want you to um, buy some business cards or have your business card. They come in a little box. There's a block of them. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, get a makeup brush. 
And I want you to dust the edges of that with them. And I want you to lay your hand on them and say Psalms 23. Um, overall, 500 of them per box, or whatever, however they come in the box, okay? Sure. And um, and then um, you pray on those, and you can flick them just the way I'm going to flick my cards, you know, like like this, right? Yeah. Flick your cards, flick your business cards, and the the powder will fly off. And you can use that uh, business those business cards. But as you pray over them, when you pray Psalms 23, say, let all those who touch my business cards and handle them, let them all feel attracted to what I offer. Let them bring new people to me. Let them attract new people to me. If they can't use these business cards, let them pass them out into the world. Okay. Number two, mm-hmm. um, um, you were given a, an advice by Ali involving Baldo and Alconet and um, Alfalfa. I'm going to also add a different kind of little thing, a little floor sprinkle with sugar and cinnamon. You can mix sugar for sweet customers, cinnamon for hot customers, and uh, put that under your um, mat, your doormat if you have one, or just sprinkle a little bit of it around. You can also add it to scrub water at the door. Then, again, to draw people to you, one of the ways that we do that is we make a floor scrub, and um, you can um, just sweep, you know, just go out and sweep the sidewalk around yourself or if it's in your house the room the threshold Mm -hmm. inward 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 and you're going to use um money drawing same things that i recommended for the powers look me over money drawing attraction bring me new customers bring me new customers bring them my way if you're a catholic don't know if you are or not you want to call on saint expediti um the saint of quick things things happening fast you can also, mm-hmm. um, if you like, you can. If you need money really quick, you can add fast luck to it. But Saint Expediti brings in things. He's he stands on a on a dead crow that says crass, which means tomorrow. He holds up a cross that says hody, which means today. I want these new customers to convert to be with me. He I mean, it's like the idea is you got to do it now, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, don't wait. Don't make it too late. And uh, so. Those kinds of things are to get things happening. Another thing, one more, I want you to have a little brass bowl. I want you to put coins in it. And um, you can um, uh, pray over those coins. You can add new coins to them all the time. Um, They can be uh, pretty coins, lucky coins, random coins. I like to make them be nice coins. And you're going to dress them with those same three oils, attraction, look me over, money drawing. And you're going to pray, may all those who find these coins speak my name well. Speak of me and my business. Think about me and my business. And you can take those coins and you can hand them out to the poor. They'll spend them someplace. You can scatter them in parking mm-hmm. lots like my husband Nagashiva does to be lucky coins for people. And um, you can just say, you know, wherever you find these coins, all coins lead to me. And um, you can lay them out in parking lots and all the way to where your business is. These are ways to draw new customers, paying customers, sharp people with a with an you know with an eye to switch from where they were to where you are, and then you also want to keep your old customers because you know they they say the the old ones are the best, a steady customer is right. the best. So you want to give some rewards to your steady customers. You can give them those coins too. You can give them the business cards. Hey, would you mind passing out my cards? You know, I'd really I'd really appreciate it if you tell your friends about me. But if you can't do it that way, do it in something that you can give them that's tangible. In other words, not just a business card, but something, a little flyer that you print, a little trifold. Any of that can be dusted, and it will have your name and address on it. Uh, you can leave them around at, at uh, other businesses, at bus stops, you name it. Don't make 
you know, don't make don't litter with them. But those little um, glossy trifolds or the little postcards. But a trifold is good because it has text on it and people want to read it. So you give it to your customers here. And here's some things I've got for you. And um, and see if they'll pass them out to other people. You don't necessarily have to say, hey, take this home and distribute it. But, um, you know, one way or another, it'll get where it needs to go. I publish books and I give away books every once in a while. I give away books on Fridays and Facebook. Why? Because those books have been specially dressed and blessed and prayed over to bring in new customers. Hey, read this book. It's free. It's a free prize. People love something free. Give it to them for free and you will find more um, new customers. Don't only just um, uh, you know stick with your old guys, but get some new customers. All right, well, that's about all that I have to say. I, I, I think I have um, uh, a lot of ideas here for money and wealth. You know me, I'm a Taurus, so I really have so many things to say uh, on the subject, but I hope that was able to help you. And, uh, Absolutely. I yeah. appreciate you all right. so much. Thank you. Okay. Do you- Go ahead, Ollie. What terrific advice. Yeah, that was fantastic advice. The, the only thing I was going to add is, Look, uh, Miss Cat got the Queen of Pentacles. I got the uh, the Queen of Cups. You know what you're doing. You're good. You already have a hand at this work. Just be a little bit patient. It will turn around. Um, I think the work that you were given is going to help in that regard. It's going to turn the situation around for you. It's going to start to bring in the new clients that you're looking for. You've got the ability to do this on your own, so I don't suspect that you're going to need any particular bit of help. But if you do this root work, it'll happen. It's just going to take maybe a little bit. So if you don't see immediate results, don't panic. Don't give, you know, don't be like, oh, I failed. This root work isn't working. Just give it a little bit, and it will kind of turn things around for you. All right. Well, we really hope for the best for you. Um, Lots of good energy action happening with that. Okay. Well, um, our timing is um, all flaw right now. So right now we're going to have our network schedule announcement, and then um, Luminaria is going to come back with a free spell for all of you. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Condraman Ollie, Sundays 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6, and the Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Luminaria Star in the great pine tree state of Maine. Take it away. <laughs> well, Uh, The thing that I have for you today is a spell to induce lucid dreaming, which is the theme of tonight's show. Uh, Earlier, I was talking about taking mugwort and blue vervain and rosemary, and I would take these three and put them in a clean, odd sock and put it under your pillow And the reason for this is those three herbs help you to induce a lucid 
dream, a very colorful, lucid dream, to remember what you dreamed and to get feet on the ground in your dream so that you actually have some kind of significant action in your lucid dream. Um, to prepare for this, I would suggest that for three days you take a high-potency B vitamin, which uh, it's especially important that it has a good, hefty dosage of B6 in it. And keep this sock full of herbs under your pillow. You won't be disappointed. It's very simple. It almost always works. If it doesn't work, it's probably because you're so exhausted that you're sleeping very deeply. Mm. But most of the time, it will work very well. Um, to protect yourself while you're doing this, I would suggest having your favorite crystals around you in your sleeping area. And that's what I have for you tonight. Okay. Now, when you say your favorite crystals, what kind of crystals um, would you recommend? I would recommend amethyst. I would recommend clear and or smoky quartz. Um, basically, well, that's what I use. Uh, perhaps a black tourmaline, if you have one, mm -hmm. uh, that absorbs negative energy. Any black stone will absorb negative energy. Mm -hmm. um, mica will re will reflect like a mirror, so mm -hmm. that's a good one to have. Uh, that's basically what I would offer for you tonight. Okay. All right. Mica. All right. How about you, Ollie? Do you have any recommendations for uh, uh, lucid dreaming? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a big fan. There's a couple things you can do to, to really help with, with lucid dreaming. Dream pillows are, are fantastic in that regard. Using a sock as a dream pillow, really good idea. Uh, straightforward, easy to make. Um, teas work really, really well. Uh, if you take a, some sips before tea, you can make an herbal mix with dream herbs. Um, you know, this is uh, really standard, taking a couple sips of psychic teas to help it. One thing that I will recommend that isn't a tea and is a little bit uh, different from the kind of traditional advice that I've used and I think is really fantastic is burning psychic vision oil. What do I mean by that? You take incense uh, and a charcoal, incense charcoal, you light the incense charcoal, get it going, and then you take psychic vision, not incense, but psychic vision oil. And you add a couple drops to the incense charcoal and you'll smart, start to smoke. Now, the reason I say the oil and not the incense is it's a different type of smoke than incense. Now, you can use incense if you want. Go for it. Uh, the uh, Psychic Vision incense is one of my favorite smelling incenses. It smells like anise. It's a star anise. I mean, I mean, it smells like anise. It's fantastic. But the oil gives a particularly fragrant smoke that you can then inhale. And what you do is you just very carefully take some type of cloth, place it over your head. You don't want to inhale too much, but you want to breathe in a little uh, bit of that uh, smoke. It's a lighter smoke, so it's not particularly heavy for those of you that might have asthma or uh, issues with smoke. Very light. You breathe that in. 
And then you go to sleep. And let me tell you, it will bring on psychic dreams. It will bring on lucid dreams. It works really, really well. And it harkens to an older way of uh, doing psychic work, uh, very Old oracles, the Oracle of Kumai, the Sibyl of Delphi, were all very famed for inhaling some type of smoke or some type of air. Um, It's written in uh, several histories that they were smelling something, and that's what would bring on those visions. You find it in ancient Jewish magic in particular. You find it in Merkaba and in Kabbalah practices where you smell, not incense, but certain types of smokes from oils, and it will induce visions of the throne. So it's a really great way. Psychic vision has worked well. I've done this myself for psychic dreams. I've done it for uh, uh, lucid dreams, and I've done it for dream walking, uh, and they all work. Uh, someone says, what, why the cloth? The cloth is to help uh, catch the smoke. So you just put a little bit over your head. It also harkens back to uh, the the a tradition of when you pray to cover your head. Uh, so you, you find this in, in a lot of kind of Abrahamic traditions is you place a cloth over your head to pray. But it's also it's to catch the vapors. If you've ever done any type of vapors for clearing out the lungs or sinuses, it's the same thing. You just put the cloth over your head, pull it forward a little bit, so it creates like a little canvas above your head or a canopy on top of your head, and then smell in that smoke. Yeah. I'm going to also add, add that, I, that for people with asthma, um, you can do the same thing with the psychic vision while on a little bit of steaming or boiling water. That would be yes. probably better for you than smoke if you do have asthma. What were you going yeah. to say, Luminari? Sort of like a vaporizer. Sort of yeah, like exactly. a vaporizer. Mm-hmm. Um, I would mm-hmm. add the caveat that uh, if you are burning charcoal inside of your house, make sure you have plenty of ventilation because it generates carbon monoxide. And the other thing is, um, while mugwort is really not toxic, it does collect in the liver. So if you make a habit of drinking that tea, use a good liver cleanser. And as a matter of fact, I would say don't make a habit of drinking mugwort as a tea. Once in a while will not hurt you, but don't make a habit of it because it does accumulate in the liver and it can cause a certain amount of impairment of liver function. Yeah. Mugwort is a very strong herb, by the way. And people say, oh, I just take mugwort all the time for my dreams. But um, mugwort is um, kind of, in a way... uh, uh, similar to marijuana in some of its effects, and um, mm-hmm. and it can also, if you take too much of it, it has been known to give people paranoia and breathing difficulties. So just be careful with mugwort. I am allergic to it, so when it when its name comes up, I tremble. But um, but I do know people who work with it very very well, and I used to before I became allergic to it. Now I'm going to wormwood uh, works particularly well here too. Yeah. What was that? Wormwood. Yes. Well, wormwood, wormwood and yeah. mugwort are, are, you know, brothers under the skin. They're both uh, members yep. of the yes, Artemisia family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Artemisia drives people crazy. Yeah, and they do. They do have psychotropic. Uh, uh, both do. of them are psychotropic. Okay. Now I'm going to add one other thing for lucid dreaming. I have found that I dream more lucidly if I fast during the day. I don't necessarily mean a whole a, a hard fast, you know, not like a religious fast, but uh maybe a juice fast or a um you know, red peppers and sliced tomatoes with a little salt on them kind of fast. You know, just in other mm-hmm. words, no carbs, no meats. Um just a little bit of um 
berries, you know, a little peach, a little bit of blueberries, a little bit of mulberries, and there you go. And if you uh, eat that way during the day when you're hungry, I mean, don't don't stuff yourself and let yourself go hungry to sleep, you will have more lucid dreams. I was taught this a long, long time yeah. ago. Yeah, cutting and out meat. always pre- proven true. You like it too, Ollie. Okay. Yeah, big time. I'm a, just fruits and no meat when I fast for dreams. Yeah, yeah. I would also avoid caffeine. Oh, good point. Avoid caffeine, true. And avoid caffeinated tea as well. Yes. All right. Well, those are some great piece of advice to stimulate your gifts for lucid dreaming. All righty. And um, here's our uh, end music playing. We are cast adrift in an uh, achronological um, swirl of time. Uh, <laughs> let's turn this over to Papa Newt, who probably is on some local time in Omaha, Nebraska. What time is it where you are? It's now 6.28 p.m. Oh, well, well, fuck all. <laughs> take, it, take it away, Pop. You guys don't know behind the scenes. We're all asking, what time is it? All of our clocks have gone haywire. All righty, take it away, Pop. Thank you, Miss Cat and Condiment Ali, and thank you, Luminaria Star of the Great uh, Pine Tree State of Maine, for being our guest this week. We do invite you to join us next week when we will have another special guest joining us with another amazing topic here on the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Contraman Ali at thecontraman.com in Mission Baby Hill, California. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt, joining you from papanewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jugman playing the Doug Van Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Pop. You're so professional, man. You're so professional. And as the Memphis Drug Band twirbles and wibbles into the future or the past, as the case may be, um, Dr. Sheep is giving me random amounts of seconds that are left in the show. Who knows? We don't know. Drop on over to forum.luckymojo.com. That's forum.luckymojo.com. Ask for your special stinking badges. And now it's time to say yeah. good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. I love you all. <laughs>